KNML AM Albuquerque is the sports animal. Proud to be a curious media station. Even if they're not that proud of us. Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Thursday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. Boys, boys are here. Boys are here. I am Fred Slow. I'll be alongside you, friend of the show, until 6 p.m. tonight. When we turn this bad boy over to the national broadcast of Thursday Night Football as your Dallas Cowboys travel to the beautiful and historic New Orleans, Louisiana to, 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 to take on the Saints. Go Taysom Hill. That, uh, do you want to see my pick Because that's who I got. The Camaralis. Did you do your pick Yes. Okay. I didn't do the office one. You just remind me to do the office one next. I also com- forgot to do the office Next one. commercial break. Yeah. I'll grab you a sheet. Thank you. Alongside me, the pick'emless Van Nunley. Good afternoon, Van. What's up, my dude? How you be? I have never complained one time about a single thing in my entire life. Making sure the program is coming to you crisp, clear, and live, Michael Vitel. Michael, how are you? Good, and I want to pick them six, a six-pack pick them or whatever to to touchdown off Taysom Hill. I think uh, Vitel's okay. having a stroke. Yes, Michael, yeah. can you do me a favor? <laughs> can you raise both arms above your head, and do you feel lightheaded? He didn't respond. I'm growing nervous. Oh, man. I, I have feelings. Oh, there he is. Okay. I have feeling. <laughs> Squeeze my palms and recite the alphabet backwards. Taysom Hill is going to throw a touchdown. Yes, he absolutely is. He's going to throw like 20 super short passes. He's going to have so many rushing yards. He's going to have so many short passes. Uh, Taysom Hill under center, and he steps back, scans the defense. Oh, big surprise Wildcat offense here for the New Orleans Saints. Another two-and-a-half-yard run for Taysom Hill. And a cloud of dust. (laughs) So it looks like Amari Cooper is going to come back, too. I don't know if you boys saw that. I thought he was not. Well, that's just Cooper Duper. I guess. I mean, and again, I beat this drum. I had COVID. You can't just come back and play professional-level football after taking multiple weeks off due to respiratory infection from COVID-19. Cannot do it. Well, I think an elite-level professional athlete has a way better chance of doing it than you. Say it. Say what you're trying to say. I just did. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dana White feels like a million bucks after connecting, got contracting COVID-19 over Thanksgiving, uh, and he consulted uh, uh, Joe Rogan. What? I hate, I hate Dana White. He got, uh, he got one dose of the malaria drug. One dose of the horse dewormer, a lot of zinc, and ayahuasca. I think that's Joe. <laughs> that's Joe Rogan's cocktail right there. And whiskey. Yeah. Well, whiskey will kill anything. And then he he stood in front of a fire and let the light illuminate him to all that would listen, and he shared his stories. <laughs> quote: Dana White says, "Quote: I said to Rogan, listen, I have no smell." which probably means I have no taste. He said, as soon as you get up in the morning, get tested. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> Has he experienced a lack of taste besides those shorts? That's a good one. Yeah. He still wears cargo shorts. He got the. He's, uh, a, he's a billionaire. Joe Rogan said to get the monoclonal antibodies. Uh, okay, I'm into yeah, that. That's that a smart move. Makes perfect sense. Definitely do that. And then he said to do an NAD drip. I don't even know what that is. NAD? Yeah. I'd, have, I'd have to Google it. Uh, is that where you put the IV <clears throat> way down south in your boys? In your in your nads? He said is after that, that, that a nad drip? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Google that for me real quick. Find out what that is. I'm going to continue to read this. Dana White, by the way, saying on the Jim Rohn podcast yesterday that he has the COVID-19. He says, uh, after I did this NAD drip, whatever that is, and monoclonal antibodies, the NAD drip might be an actual thing from doctors. I have no clue. It is. I don't see the acronym. Okay. But it, uh, NAD plus boost IV therapy offers a variety of benefits. There we go. Okay, good. Boosts neurologic function. Okay, that has nothing to do with the virus. All right. So All right. That makes go. a little more okay, sense. Okay, it makes no sense. Yep. So All right, coming never from mind. Joe Rogan. Okay, it, it doesn't help COVID at all. So let's get that. Scratch that one. So he said within, are you, are you ready for this, Vital? He yeah. said from 9 a.m. on Monday morning, which is when he started to realize he had COVID-19, he got tested positive, but then he was perfectly fine by 11 o'clock a.m. the following morning. That's pretty good. Sometimes it takes a week or two for those to, those symptoms to come up, too. He says... Not if your nads are dripping. Yesterday I did <laughs> did a vitamin drip, did a nad drip, could not feel better, feel like a million bucks, doing two-day workouts. The next 10 days while I have COVID, you know what? I'm in quarantine, and yeah, I got my smell back in like 24 hours. What? What is this, what is this humble brag you're doing? You know what he, he could have done to avoid... All of this, what could he have done? all of this wild inconvenience and all of these unnecessary treatments? You know what he could have done? Avoided COVID. Get the vaccine. Does he have it? Get the vaccine. I'm going to assume he has the vaccine because he gets to go to UAE. Uh, he was kind of at the beginning not for the vaccination. Uh, uh, Dana White says, "Quote: Listen, I'm vaccinated." Okay. Oh uh, well, there's that. It's not like I'm some crazy anti-vaccine conspiracy theorist or any of that stuff. But Rogan is a very brilliant guy, very smart guy. Who talks to the best and brightest out there. And I'm not a believer in the narrative. I'm not a big believer in all the narrative. But you know what? At the end of the day, Jim, it's a free country. He was talking to Jim Rome. I'm not sure how any of that applies, but um, his his country music fans will love this. Well, good for him for getting vaccinated. Yeah. Because you kind of you poke the bear a little bit because I just got poked. You got your booster today. I got my booster today, like, like an hour ago. Bernalillo County has upwards of like... 3,000 booster registrations available today. So if you haven't got your booster, nmvaccine.org, you can go and check that out. They're not a sponsor of the program, but I am a sponsor of you being healthy. Yeah. And I feel great so far. No side effects. Million bucks? Uh, like an hour <laughs> in, no side effects whatsoever. It's been an hour. Well, I don't know. If this erection doesn't go away in three more hours, I'm supposed to go that's, to the hospital. That's when it becomes a thing. <laughs> yeah. Then you'll, then you'll have to get a NAD drip. NAD drip, right? <laughs> so Dana White's got the COVID-19. Uh, more COVID-19 news later in the program as we're going to talk extensively about Antonio Brown in the 5 o'clock hour. Before we reach the 5 o'clock hour, our very best friend in baseball, John Traub, is going to join us, the GM of the Albuquerque Isotopes. Because I'm going to ask, 
What's this lockout do to you? I'm going to ask. Does it do anything? Does it do something? Does it do – is it even on your radar? So we'll talk to John Traub about that. We'll figure out what's going on. At 5 o'clock, Danny Gonzalez will join us, and that will be very fun because we'll, do a, we'll do a little retrospective of the season. But then what does an offseason look like? Does Lobo fan, does friend of the show, have a strong concept of, of what coaching staff, specifically coaching staff of UNM, does in the offseason, and was Danny Gonzalez at the Cleveland Rio Rancho game two weeks ago. Man, if you're hungry today. I often am. We got a cool one going on. Oh, that's good. And the cool one going on is our friends over, make sure I get, Van, will you pronounce this for me? I always, I always, I always screw all this stuff up. Uh, the name of the restaurant? Yeah. Cello Grill. Cello Grill. Cello Grill. And Jasmine Bouquet is coming, and she's bringing us, like, all the best food. It'll be here in about five minutes. And I'm really excited for, like, food that I can eat as, like, a a pinkies out, foodie, hipster, vegetarian. I'm really excited that they're bringing, like, Persian Mediterranean food over here because I can eat it. There's usually just, like, meat lovers pizzas in there. When we go to restaurants, Michael Vitale, Van sits down, and instead of asking for a menu, he just rolls his index finger and thumb over his mustache, and then they know to bring him vegetarian foods. <laughs> yeah. I just set, I set my key fob for my Prius down right next to me. Yes. And they're like, oh, vegetarian <laughs> menu, I see. So the reason we're excited to talk about Cello Grill, though, is not only will we be eating, which we're a fan of, but starting tomorrow morning on the website, Van, you can buy the deal. So, it's a $50 Cello Grill gift card. It only costs you $25. Did you hear me? You have to stock stuffings, stuff stockings this upcoming Christmas. The way to me to do it is to buy $50 worth of gift card from Cello Grill for only $25. And we will revisit this after I taste it during a break. I think I'm not a math guy. Yeah. But I think that's half off. That's half off. That's half off, right? Keep in They're mind. They're just giving you 25 free dollars. Correct. Yeah. So then... And what you do, if you're me and you're a friend of the show who's frugal, you put two people's name on it. So, you know, like like you have... For Christmas gifts. For Christmas gifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like that 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 fella or lady that you work with, you're like a fella and a spouse. And you're I like, thought you meant like put two names on it and just throw the gift card in between them. Let them squid game it out to see who, who wins the card. You didn't. Fred didn't watch Squid Game. He doesn't I'm understand. Not familiar. He doesn't know that reference. <laughs> Every Wednesday, I was implying that they kill each other for a gift card. Okay, that's uh, that's the joke. Every Wednesday, half price, uh, gyros, gyros. I think it's hero. What? But last time I checked, this is America. You say it however you want. G y r o, and you put an H in it. A hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, you're being serious? Correct. Yeah. Voted best Middle Eastern restaurant in the city and top five for gluten-free and vegetarian options. So How about go. that? I low-key, I'm kind of really excited about this one. You should get one. You know I only eat Americana? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're a big diner guy. Oh, he, oh my God. Like, you don't even know. Yeah. If you see me out, it's because we're both at the Cracker Barrel. There's no punchline there. No. So Dana White's recovering from the COVID-19. Um, I wanted to talk about this a little bit because... It's crazy to me. <laughs> and I want everyone to be healthy. But the thing that is crazy to me. What about it? It's for people to downplay it. Yeah. That's where I get weird. 
Because how unfortunate I was to have contracted the COVID-19 before the vaccine option and how very fortunate individuals with the vaccine are to have the COVID-19 and have it in what they would identify as feeling like a million bucks. Yeah. I haven't got it, but if slash when I do, I am going to be thankful that I have been vaccinated. Yeah. Because I'll just slough it off. If Dana White is at UFC 269, nah, which is next nice. weekend, yeah, I think I'll be, like, mad. I think he'll be fine. Because that's what it is. Like, it's just a, a little speed bump if you've been vaccinated. If you haven't been vaccinated, it can kill you. Correct. Yeah. And then the way that it's being claimed, because UFC 269 is on the nice. 11th, of course, you're like, hey, I caught it, you know, exactly right before the quarantine process would be until that date. Everyone knows you're lying. Huh. Surprise, surprise. How does that work? <sighs> a little bit of frustration there. Let's grab a break. We'll come back. Let's talk MLB lockout after MLB lockout talk. We're going to bring in John Traub, the GM of the Albuquerque Ice Tubs, and we're going to, well, we're going to continue MLB lockout talk is what we're going to do. Dave Busters presents two men on the Major League Baseball. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA in New Mexico. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. I don't feel frustrated. Um, I'm disappointed we didn't get to an agreement. That's different than being frustrated. Um, I think we're... In a process, I'm prepared to continue that process, and I'm optimistic that that, that we're going to get a deal. Okay. Rob Manfred says he's confident. First work stoppage in 25 years, Van. He makes it sound like the players' union is playing hardball. I'll show myself out. I'll take this segment. You you take it from here. I'm so mad. <laughs> 505-246-0610. Quan's Auto Care Hotline. Obviously, text the program. You text us. We'll text you. Uh, I know we got a couple calls in the first segment. Uh, we're going to do our football talk after Danny Gonzalez today. So we're going to do football talk at 515, and that will be Thursday Night Football and Antonio Brown-based. So be ready for that. Or whatever you want to talk about, loyal listener. I agree. Baseball is dumb. They don't care about the fans anymore. It's all about the money. Love that take. Welcome back. Vital, we missed you. That's the Mike Vital. Yeah, where's this Mike you been? That's the Saturday Mike Vital. Take the gloves off. Manfred is very passive aggressive in that. Rob Manfred, not Manfred. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) But he is. He's very passive aggressive there about it. Major League Baseball does not care about your damn kids. Major League Baseball. It's money. It's all about money. Just money. Hey. 2018-2019 last season. I'm familiar. This that the numbers aren't out for last season yet, but they're projected to make another 10 billion, somewhere around 10 billion. You don't say. 18 and 19 they both cleared 10 billion. The players only want like twenty million more a team a year from where it is last year. That's not bad. They want extra playoff teams so more people can go to the playoffs. These aren't unreasonable topics. No. You know how you get that money? 
you put two extra dollars on every cap that Mitchell and Ness sells, and then you have it. Yeah. You know who's going to pay $38 for a baseball cap instead of 36 These two boys right here. We're both holding our arms up and waiting. Do not care. I need a new lid next year. I'll pay two extra bucks. But, Fred. But if it's quality products, you know. They're already millionaires. How can they need so much more money? Because they're the absolute best at the craft in the entire world. They deserve their fair market value. Yes. And if the New York... You don't don't just say, well, I already made a million dollars. What do I need now? Hey, owner, you just keep 30 more million. I don't need it. No one thinks like that. No. I'm going to give you real numbers. Cool? Cool. Major League Baseball signs Van Nunley to pitch out of the bullpen for $1 million a season. That's a good deal. The aforementioned erections yeah. hasn't gone away. You're making the, it worse. I got you. Okay. So you're pitching out of the bullpen for the New York Yankees. Well, Astros probably. All right, for the Houston Astros. Okay. And the front office, you do so well. Yeah. And it's not necessarily your play on the field. It's not what you do from the bump. It's not It's not your your strikeout rate or your war or or your zip on the ball. But you got a lot of personality, right? Sure. And you got a cool Twitch stream that you put on, right? Yes. And your your social media kills, and you wear funny outlandish outfits to the ballpark. Okay, you're all these things. I like that. And then the Houston Astros sell one million jerseys that say Nunley '69 on the back. Nice for a hundred and thirty dollars a piece. Let's do the let's do it. Let's do the math right there. That's a hundred and thirty million dollars they just made off you. Right. The Bavan, they won't sell a, a million jerseys. Yes, they will sell a million jerseys. That's how big the numbers are. We're talking about. Welcome to the program, friend of the show, Tommy. Tommy, how are you? Hey, what's up, guys? Tommy Trufek at you. I don't know if you heard my rant this morning about Major League Baseball, but I'm going to hit a bullet point on that Get it right now. Get it. Okay. If you want to solve this problem, I heard Mad Max was complaining that he wants to see more the teams be competitive. Well, why don't you give up some of that salary you just got, Max, or create what baseball needs, what I'm screaming for for years is a salary cap, but they won't do it. Or the teams that get the luxury tax that Mr. Steinbrenner, my team, shut your mouth, you're making money, says, uh, my team pays the most uh, luxury tax. No, your team makes more money than God. Why are you complaining about the money that you're paying down? That's what you guys voted on, the luxury tax. Make these teams like the Pirates, these lower echelon teams, make them spend 90% of that luxury tax money that comes into them to make their teams better. Make them 90%. That's got to be a rule. Or the teams are never going to be competitive. So you have Max over here complaining that he wants more competitive teams, Mad Max. Then you have Steinbrenner over here complaining, I'm paying so much on luxury tax, blah, blah, blah. Well, then fix it. Do a salary cap, but they won't do the salary cap. Now, this is the thing I can't figure out. If you give everybody a $150 million salary cap, they say, well, the players won't want to do it because they'll make less money. Well, won't that just create parity? Let's say one player goes one place and he gets the max contract, right? And there's not enough money left. Then he'll just go to another team, maybe like a Pirates team, that has that max money, correct? Or am I getting that all wrong? Uh, you're right in a lot of areas. There should be a salary floor. I've been advocating for that for years. But once there's a salary cap, all the star players are going to do what they do in the NBA. And they're just going to form super teams, and they're going to fight against the general managers, and they're just going to, there's just going to be three teams that are good every year, just like in the NBA. But as far as, like, Max Scherzer getting $43 million, like, that's his market value. That's what he gets. That's what he deserves. So why wouldn't he get his market value if the Mets – 
I mean, the Mets is the worst example you could pick as well because the owner is worth over $11 billion. He can spend over the luxury tax every year and pay the luxury tax penalty every year, and, only, and it won't put a dent in his wallet. Now, the only argument I would hear is similar to, like, in the NBA, and we'll use, like, Kevin Garnett as an example, where you can have, like, max salary players, but then whenever you hit the max, then it doesn't affect your team's salary, but you can overpay you players. Sure. You can have a hybrid like that's, that. That's what I'm talking about, similar with baseball. The same thing if they created that similar type of cap then players would just be spread out, spread out, spread out. And it might create uh, maybe a super team, but also a little bit more parity because I don't have any of the answers, but that 90% spend it or creating some type of cap, that's the only thing I can think think of. That's it. Well, I mean, take an example here. Like you're, you're an actor, Tommy, right? Yeah. If you get $43 million to be in this movie, Ooh. are you going to take an absurd pay cut to not have Alec Baldwin on set, or would you just like play it out as usual and get your market value and just go out there on the bump and and and, and act your little heart off? I'm not. I'm not. Compl- I'm not mad that Max got his money. I'm not saying that. But when he starts complaining and says, "Well, there needs to be more competitive balance in the league," okay, so you're saying there needs to be more competitive balance teams in the league. But what are you going to do about it, Max? Are you going to give a little bit back? Are you going to go to the owners and say there needs to be a salary cap? Or are you going to go to this and that and say there needs to be 90% spent on the team? I mean, he's, he's complaining about it, but yet, like, well, what are you going to do about it? You got your money. I, I'm not saying the players don't deserve their money, but there's got to be something to where if you're complaining about it, you've got to do something about it too. Yeah, you're, you're talking about the Tom Brady method here. Like, Tom Brady never really got his fair market value. He was willing to make less money to get better players so the organization can stack people around him so he can have a full competitive team. I don't see everybody doing that. Not everyone's a Tom Brady. Not every organization is a New England and, Patriots. And even for the Miami Heat, when they had the big three at the Miami Heat, all those three of those guys took less money to go to Miami to play. They could have got more money going somewhere else, but they said let's form the super team. They got less money actually to go there and play together. Yeah, but there, that's... I mean, I know you don't see that very often, but – it's either got to be salary cap or that 90%. You have to make those teams like Pittsburgh spend 90% of that luxury tax to make their teams better, but it has to be watched real closely. That's, that's what I think. The answer, but to what you're saying is they took less money from the Heat, and that allowed yeah. like Dwayne Wade and LeBron James and Chris Bosh to a lesser degree because he obviously hit some health stuff um, to be able yeah. to seek uh, name image likeness outside of like their team. So Dwayne Wade then can find Gabriel Union, and Dwayne Wade can then like get Razor commercials or State Farm or whatever he's doing. So it's like you get these other opportunities because of success, and I'll hear that argument all day. You you know, Tommy, I'm a big pro wrestling fan, right? So the like the way yeah. I always explain it is like, did Bret Hart going to WCW and receiving twenty million dollars a year kill WCW? Probably did. They probably overpaid him because they couldn't keep any of those other guys, and they all swung back to the WWE. And that's the thing that's so interesting here about Major League Baseball to where you don't have another option. You're going to you no. have to get 20 million dollars from Major League Baseball cuz you're not going to go play in the USFL of baseball. It doesn't exist. Right. So, right, that's true. I'll say one more thing. Tonight's game 31-17 Dallas the first time all three receivers have played together since I think week 2. On paper Dallas is just a better team. This should this should be a 31 to 17 victory. I, I this should be, but just because it's on paper doesn't mean it's, it's going to come come to fruition, I guess you could say. McCarthy, I want to see more run the team. I wish Moore was calling the offense and then Quinn was calling the defense, but I guess Quinn is going to kind of 
take over a little bit of everything. And then I heard something earlier, and I'll let you go. Did someone miss in the right direction? That, was that band that said direction? <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah. you heard, you heard listen, that just listen, listen to the point. That was Van and Sedivations. Now you understand why I call him Van Hammer. Oh, my hey. gosh. Tommy, let's grab a break. When we get back, John Traub of the Albuquerque Isotopes. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. Good fast 30 minutes is what we had to start this one. Blue by. It's like whenever it's like Christmas Eve before Christmas because you know 4:30 is our personal Christmas when John Traub joins us on the program. John Traub, the GM of the Albuquerque Ice Tips. John, welcome to the show. Hopefully, I'm not going to bring any humbug to you guys. Coal is what I'm accustomed to. Coal. Uh, there you so, go. <laughs> uh, well, let's get out of the way early. I did see the Ice Tips put out a press release earlier via social media, but John does. The lockout by Major League Baseball to its players affect the Albuquerque Isotopes in any way? Well, let me put it this way. Um, our season next year will be played regardless, regardless of what's happening with the MLB labor situation. So minor league baseball will continue on unaffected. We're going to start the season in April. The home opener is April 12th. That is all on target as scheduled. And, um, you know, there's no indication whatsoever uh, that we should think differently. In fact, the commissioner has told us, baseball has told us that minor league baseball will absolutely be played next year. Now, the way that it would affect us is really how the rosters are constructed because uh, players on the 40-man roster, any players who've signed major league contracts, they are excluded from playing. So, uh, you know, for example, I don't know, I don't have our last roster in front of us, but in any given year, any given moment, we probably have between five and eight guys on our roster who might be on the 40-man roster, and they would not be able to play. So you're probably going to have players who would normally be a double-A playing up a triple-A and, and, and so on. So the rosters could be different, but that would be the case for all 30 major league organizations. How many players on the isotopes are on the 40-man roster now if, if this were to happen what would the losses be expected at well we would have no idea what our roster is this time of year in a normal situation the roster doesn't get sent to us until right at the end of spring training but like i just said the the roster normally is going to have you know let's say on average maybe five guys on the 40-man roster okay. sometimes less sometimes more um you know, there have been times when we're really prospect-laden. Um, sometimes we're more six-year free agent-laden. It all depends on the year and, and kind of how the big league club is made up. But, you know, certainly there are 40-man roster guys at the AAA and AA level and sometimes at the lower levels as well. And, um, you know, unfortunately, those guys would be uh, victimized by the lockout. And uh, But let's hope we don't get there. Let's hope that this can get uh, resolved before spring training starts and certainly before the regular season starts. Okay, John, before you came on the program, we were talking about Cello Grill and how we have a deal where for $25 you can get $50 worth of gift cards to Cello Grill. Now, I know the Isotopes are doing baseball bucks, and that's where I'm going to get Van for Christmas. Your, your baseball bucks deal, do I need to go down to the stadium? Can I do that all online? How is that working for um, you guys, and what kind of discount do I save? So for people who don't know what baseball bucks are, they're, they're books of 28 coupons, 28 $2 coupons, uh, a $56 value that um, that you get for $50, and those coupons can be used for tickets, merchandise, 
food and beverage at the ballpark. Um, and they're great. They're great Christmas presents. They're great gifts. They're a great way, you know, for somebody who, um, you know, you're thinking of something to get, just give them that. And they can use they can use them in $2 denominations. You can get as many as you want. And uh, right now those are available at the ballpark. In the spring they will be available uh, through Cumulus, through the Sweet Deals program. But currently uh, they're just available at the ballpark. Can you assure me that 50 Cent Hot Dog Night is going to return this upcoming summer and I will just stockpile a whole bunch of them? You won't have to stockpile a whole lot of them for 50 cents, right? <laughs> One coupon will get you four hot dogs. That's a deal. I didn't know math was going to be part of this today, but, yeah, for sure. 50 cent hot dog night is certainly on our radar for next year. John, how's Albuquerque native and new isotopes hitting coach Jordan Pacheco settling in? Is he is he in the lab every day checking out the bats and the machines and <laughs> making sure everything works right for next year? He's probably doing what uh, most – uh, minor league coaches do this time of year and that's enjoy time with his family and uh, spend as much time with the family as they can before they go to spring training what is your involvement with winter meetings john are you are you, are you present the whole time are you updated remotely has covid kind of changed how how that is executed well, it's uh, COVID has changed it a little bit, and Major League Baseball has changed it a little bit since they took over the operation of the minor leagues a year ago. Uh, but the winter meetings uh, will be held next week in Orlando. I will be going down there. Uh, we have a flurry of meetings and uh, business meetings, baseball meetings, you name it. Uh, we spend several days together talking about various things, uh, uh, just in terms of how we operate, how the business operates, marketing ideas. Uh, various long-term planning scenarios. So there is a lot that goes on. Um, this will be a brand-new format uh, for for the winter meetings since uh, we, we have not been under the Major League Baseball umbrella before. So we'll be a little bit uh, curious to see how it all plays out, but certainly it's going to be jam-packed with meetings just like it always is. Is that where they do the 3D scan for bobblehead night? Because I, th I would like to send Van down there so you guys could have local sports talk, bobblehead night, at the field do you do you feel like that's as good of an idea as i do um i think you need to get jeff barry to write a check and we can make that happen <laughs> yes yeah i'm in the uh the off season is underway here for the isotopes uh anything going on at the ballpark i know whenever we were out for jordan pacheco in his press conference uh there was a lot of movement around the ballpark you had earth moving machines and improvements going on uh what's going down there at the field and and what can the fans expect next season whenever they return well we are putting together the uh, promotional calendar like i like i mentioned earlier there's a lot of activity that goes into that there's a lot of activity with you know, clients coming out, season ticket holders wanting to renew or purchase new tickets, and and so that's great. And the city's always doing work around the ballpark. We're we're finally getting the field back to uh, baseball shape after we finally got the soccer field off the field. Uh, there's a there's a uh, uh, there's a lot of work that goes into that, and uh, we're just doing normal routine maintenance around the ballpark right now, and uh, getting ready to button it up for the winter uh, if winter ever comes. Right now, the weather's been so too fantastic, we could be playing baseball right now john what's the uh isotopes level of involvement on your roster when the players go play in winter leagues or caribbean leagues etc cetera, etc cetera, are you guys monitoring these guys all the time like hey ricky you can't pitch more than 40 innings in december etc blah, blah, etc cetera, et cetera? no so a common misperception is is our involvement with player procurement and and you know assigning players to rosters and things like that 
that is all done by the major league club. So we pay attention to some of our players just from a pure fan standpoint and just to keep tabs on what they're doing, uh, like Ryan Rollison and a few others who are, you know, playing and pitching down in the winter leagues. Um, But, you know, we we have nothing to do with the amount of playing time they get, the, the amount of pitches they throw. You know, that's winter leagues, that's Arizona Fall League, that's anything. We we are on the receiving end of the players that the Major League Club gives us. We give them uh, uniforms on their backs and a place to play and hopefully uh, a lot of fans to play in front of. I know you were talking about promotional opportunities next year and what's going on at the ballpark, but it, it is kind of like a fun anniversary for the Isotopes. Uh, 2022, is that's the 20th anniversary, right? 20th, the 20th year of the isotopes in, in Albuquerque. It's crazy. Um, and for those who want to be critical and say, well, um, that's not 20 years, just do the math. You count 20, or 2003 is the first year, and you keep counting up, and 2022 is the 20th year. And we're going to have a season-long uh, you know, promotion or dedication, if you will, to our just a celebration to our 20th year. Um, and it will start early in the season when the 10, mil- 10 million fan in isotopes history comes through the gates so we're excited about that and uh you know whether hopefully the weather will cooperate and if it does then that should happen during our first our very first home stand from oh, Mirachi, far cool. away so 72 home games and you guys are still doing the six and six so what is the day off every week when can i not watch baseball but every other day i can <laughs> Uh, most of Mondays, most most of the Mondays during the season from April to September will be a league-wide off day. In fact, uh, off days throughout the entire minor league system. There will be a couple of Mondays, like July 4th, and then there's a Monday at the end of September uh, where uh, you know where the team will be playing. But other than that, uh, we play Tuesday through Sunday, and uh, uh, most of our series are six-game series. There are a few three-gamers. We have a few nine-game. I think we have one nine-game homestand. Um, we have a couple of nine-game or 12-game road trips. So it's a pretty balanced schedule. I, I think overall the fans will really like it. We're home for most of the holidays. We're home for Father's Day. We're home for July 4th. Um, we're home for Easter this year or next year, I should say, 2022. Uh, so there's a lot of, lot of great things to look forward to on our schedule for next year. 505-924-BALL is how you connect with the stadium if you want to go down and pick up some baseball bucks for some stocking stuffers. Put that on your to-do list, friend of the show. John, thank you so very much for your time today. Anything we missed before we let you go? I think we're good. Thank you, fellas. Continue to uh, continue to be healthy and, and stay safe, and uh, look forward to talking to you again. Absolutely, my friend. John Traub, the GM of the Albuquerque Isotope, so very kind to us every time he takes the time. We're going to grab a break. When we come back, we have a special guest. Uh, we, we talked about it in the first segment, but uh, Jasmine is going to join us. Jasmine Bouquet, is that correct? Jasmine Bouquet? Yes, that's correct. Right, she will be joining us after the break, and we're going to talk about this. Uh, well, I don't even know what it was called. It was like a pancake but with actual food on top of it from Cello Grove. So we're going to talk about that. That's going to be very good. <laughs> Dave Musters presents AVQ Central, or excuse me, we're two men on, and we're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Uh, so this is like a fun, impromptu one we're about to do. So our friend Scott Sigler, who if you're a fan of, like, the bundle here at Cumulus, all the stations, you know that Scott, he's on every channel. He does all these commercials. He famed a guy, right? So he set us up with Cello Grill 
for dinner today. So thank you to Scott. And, and Yeah. And he, so Jasmine came from cello, Jasmine bouquet. And, and she brought what I'm going to call like adult, like pancake mix food. And, but it's not a pancake. You told me van, what is it? That it was a uh, pita bread or naan. Is that depending correct? On, depending Jasmine? on how you make it. Jasmine, is that correct? Yes, it's actually our freshly baked naan. What does freshly baked, baked mean? Baked. Like like shipped in from from overseas? Is that what that means? Frozen? No, we actually we make it in house to order. What? Mm-hmm. Where is in house? In, in our restaurant, in our kitchen. Like at the intersection of San Mateo and Cutler. Yes. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'm actually I'm super into that. I believe it's called <laughs> the Pavilions at San Mateo. All right, say it again, but more stoically. Pavilions okay. at San Mateo. So Cello Grill at the Pavilions at San Mateo and <laughs> that Cutler. Is not how I said it. Open Monday through Sunday, regular business hours? Uh, yes, we're open from 11 to 8 every day. Okay, and the focus should start at 11 because that's when the lunch specials are starting. 10.99 is a lunch special. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And then 50% off during happy hour. Thank you. You're welcome. That's only Monday through Thursday, though, so don't try to take yeah. advantage on the weekend, y'all. You already know. <laughs> Jasmine, uh, how long have you been with Cello, and, and why do you love it so much? Uh, so I've been with Cello Girl for a little over four years now. Yeah, as the marketing director. Yep. Okay. <laughs> and I I love the restaurant. We have, you know, a great team over there. Um, you know, we a lot of our reviews isn't just about our food, but but about how helpful our team actually is and how respectful and everything we are. Um, and then, yeah, we make delicious food. What can I say? We have flame-grilled kebabs. Thank you. We have... Uh, we have our chef's specialty, which is the hummus, which is which is one of the dishes you guys are having. Today. I just ate yes. that; it's mm-hmm. wonderful. So, <laughs> can I ask you, Van? When you put that in your mouth, how did you feel about it? Oh, very good. Thank you. Yes, okay. it's yeah. very strong work. Yeah, and I've known and you. The, and the tzatziki is perfect what, too. What was that? Very word? good. What was that word? Uh, so we actually—it's <laughs> uh, called our mastokiar. Ah. It's like a cucumber yogurt. Yeah. yeah. Authentic Persian cuisine with a New Mexican twist from, okay, I need help here. All right. Gyro? Giro? Gyro. Gyro. What did you say? You Gyro. Said, no. You said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Gyro. She, yeah, see? Jaguar. <laughs> Jaguar. Jaguars. Okay. So delicious stews and specialty tea bar, uh, green chili feta fries, which I know are, are the absolute best, according to Van, because I would never eat green chili. But then uh, meal deal and catering options for large parties. Is that a big holiday thing for you guys? Are you catering a lot of Christmas events and stuff? Uh, we do do some Christmas events, but we, we're pretty big in the wedding game. Oh, smart. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> like, it, well, like anyone's wedding? like Yeah, anyone's wedding, or even if you just want to do a small get-together, uh, office meeting, we can do it all. Oh, I love that. I love everything about that. What's the best way to contact you if your business or your private party is interested in having, uh, having you guys out to do that? So you can uh, place an order online at cellogrill.com. Cello is spelled C-H-E-L-L-O. Or you can talk to our catering manager, Maggie. Um, the number is 505-881-2299. So, and if you're too excited to wait for, for whatever you, you budget yourself for for this catering, uh, you can log on to the website tomorrow. So go to the Sports Animal and check out. It's the it's the daily deal thing. So it's, it's you buy it. Sweet deal. Sweet deal. This, uh, my mistake. So it's the sweet deal where it's uh, you pay $25 for the gift card. You get $50 worth of value. And then they go down there to Cello Grill and, and they eat to their heart's desire. Yep, that's exactly right. <laughs> How many can I buy? Can I buy Infinity? I think we have 100 available. 100 total and yeah. two per transaction. Uh, but you, but get a friend to buy two. And then because uh, you, can, you can use up to 
five gift certificates per visit per table. Yeah, if you got mm-hmm. if you have a VPN and multiple emails, you could buy them all up in like ten minutes. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's and the, that I mean that's that's the Christmas hustle. All right, say you own a small <laughs> business here in town, right? So you own a small business and you're like, what should I get all my employees? Well, here you go. You just yeah. save fifty percent. Everyone's gonna. Mm-hmm. And you give it to employee one and their significant other, employee two and their significant employee three only has a dog. It's a weird dynamic <laughs> at home, but they still they still get it as well. Dog loves hummus though. That's how I mm-hmm. feel. Yeah. One more time, what did I eat today and what was so good? Uh so our hummus platter comes with freshly baked naan, hummus, and all the fixings. Jasmine Bouquet, the Cello Grill. Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you, Jasmine. Mike, can we go to break? Let's go. We're going. Jasmine, you are the best. Scott Stigler, thank you for setting all that up and feeding us tonight. One of the absolute benefits of Drive Time Radio. Dave and Busters presents Two Men On. We're going to come back and talk with Coach Danny Gonzalez of the UNM Lobos after this. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA of New Mexico. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Cut the music, Vital. We got no time to waste. Coach Danny Gonzalez is joining us on the Quans Auto Care Hotline. Coach, how are you? Great, guys. How are you doing? Doing well. I'm going to open up with the most obvious question. How weird did Monday feel for you? Well, uh, we we obviously weren't getting ready to play another game, and the the ending to the season was obviously disappointing, the results anyway. But how do you get better? You get better players. And so that's been the focus all week long. Uh, we've been out on the road recruiting. Our assistants have been out on the road. They're all getting back right now because we have 13 kids coming in on an official visit uh, starting tonight. And we'll pick them up from the airport. We won't start the visit until tomorrow morning, but we'll pick them up from the airport, drive them over to the hotel, grab them a little bite to eat, and then tomorrow morning we'll start the festivities. You know, Van and I are, are basically accomplished circus performers. Do you need us to come do a juggling thing? Do you need any sort of, like, display? Because, I mean, we got it, Coach. If you ask us, we'll be there. Well, you know, a, a free entertainment, I mean, that stuff is invaluable. And so since we, we want to use the entertainment to give our kids some money to take these kids out around town, if you're willing to put on a magic show, we we can we got a little venue over here that we can do that. Uh, Van, you don't know this, but he's a certified ghost hunter, and he could take them to an old town, like exclusive Lila Isla Ditchwich Lorona and, and explain to them the culture of the community. I like this plan a lot. Is it anything like the Ghostbusters movie where you're going to be putting laser guns and stuff? Because that might be kind of fun. I'll get involved. Fred, I'm not a ghost hunter. I'm a paranormal investigator. There's a difference. <laughs> the only thing Van knows about ghost hunting is not crossing the streams. So exactly. You- Ray said that would be very bad. Hey, Coach, I'm only familiar with Blue Chips and the program, the great 90s movies about horrible college uh, programs. But in real life, what does the recruiting process look like in the offseason? Well, you know, it's changed dramatically with the transfer portal. And I don't, we're not going that direction where we're going to recruit nothing but the transfer portal. A lot of teams are. Uh, talking to high school coaches this week and, and junior college coaches and all that, they don't have nearly as much foot traffic as they have had in the past, which makes it a little bit sad because you're taking opportunities away from young kids. But – getting the kids on campus and showing them around. Um, now, we do things a little different. I mean, I think there's a lot of great things here in Albuquerque to show them. There's a trolley ride that we actually show them different parts of the city, including the zoo, the tram, all those wonderful things. And then when our kids, I think the most important part of recruiting 
is our current football team. And I think I said it Monday on uh, in my press conference, we've only got seven guys left on our team that were not on the team before I got here. Wow. And so the majority of the kids that we've recruited, they understand what we're recruiting them to. And when those kids are around the kids on our team, if there's somebody that doesn't fit in, it's up to the kids to come tell us, hey, guy, that, coach, that guy's a bad apple. We don't need him around here. Or, coach, we love these guys. And they'll get the true identity of our program from the players. So they'll go out. Now they have a midnight curfew because I'm a true believer being a parent of a 21 and 23-year-old son that nothing ever happens after midnight any good unless you're at home. So they have to be back at the hotel by 1145 and we'll continue to show them the weekend and try and see if we can convince them that University of New Mexico is the best place for their future. Now you don't have to name names. You don't have to name positions, Coach. But how near and how far are these possible new Lobos coming from? Oh, all over the place. I mean, we've got, uh, on this weekend alone, uh, we've got two kids from Florida. We've got a young man coming from Georgia. We've got quite a few in Texas and uh, Inland Empire area of California. We've actually got a, a kid from Irvine, California, off of a connection um, in Arizona. So, I mean, we've got them coming from all over. Beyond recruiting, what does an off-season look like for you and your staff? What, what are the main goals you guys have? Well, we started this week in the weight room with the 2022 football team. The seniors, we will have a banquet on December 11th that we will celebrate the 21 team and, and all the things that those seniors did to our football program and all the wonderful things. Now, you've got to understand, those seniors, I'm very appreciative of everything they did for laying down the foundation. And put yourself in their shoes because here you have a football coach that comes in and says, we don't have good enough players you can't recruit junior college and nothing but junior college and all these kids are junior college kids. We're not going to be good for four or five years because we don't have good enough players. That's all they're hearing, and, and it's about them. And they took on to that attitude and said, you know what, I want to be a part of change. I want to be better. I want to help coach make this better. And so I'm really proud for all the stuff that they've had to endure in their time here and them wanting to be a part of that. So now it goes on to the 2022 football team. Uh, we're in the weight room. You set the standard. I think all of the hard work and how your team plays, how physical they're going to be, how you want to run to the ball and all that stuff is established right now in the offseason. And so we didn't waste any time. Now, they'll get some time off during Christmas break, but we're laying the foundation for what it's going to be like so that if they don't want to do this when they get back in January, they can get in the portal, they can quit, they can do whatever they want. But there's no surprises once they get back the work that we're going to do. These recruits that we just mentioned, are they going to be able to stick around till Monday night and see the cherry out game against New Mexico State down there in the pit? No, unfortunately, we will only have one recruit at that game. Uh, you can only bring them in for a 48-hour period, and the visit will start Friday morning, and it'll end Sunday morning. So, unfortunately, I wish that game would have been on Saturday like it traditionally is. But I can tell you what, I'm going to be there. And we'll have a whole bunch of other local fans that are there. I know they've already sold, I think, over 13,000 tickets. So we'll be close to a sellout. And when you go down to Las Cruces and whoop up on them like we did the night before, the expectation is to do the same here. And so I'm not putting those words in Coach Patino's mouth. Those are coming from a Lobo fan from my mouth. But we'll be there and excited to see what happens on Monday night. Coach, we'll be there as well. We'll make sure we stop by and say hi. Absolutely. So, Coach, last year, you know, you've been gone – from Albuquerque for a long time, you know, having success everywhere you go. Last year was a little more restricted with COVID. 
Does this feel like your first Christmas back home? Oh, definitely. Um, when we got back last December 13th, uh, you still couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't do anything. I mean, they were trying to keep you from having people over for Christmas, which I, I'll say we abided by for the most part. We did not. We had a great family celebration. But at least this year, nobody's going to be looking at you if you have cars in your driveway and all those things. So it's really good to be back around family and, and our friends and those things. So we'll have a great celebration. We had a great celebration for Thanksgiving uh, the result, obviously, the next day wasn't what we wanted, but we were able to be around friend, and we have some players over at the house. So it's nice to be able to do these things back here at, at home. Well, it's good to have you back, Coach. What What does the Christmas spread look like? You guys do tra- traditional Christmas food, <laughs> or you do, like, New Mexican food? Well, see, we're, we're, uh, we're big turkey people for Thanksgiving, turkey and ham. My son absolutely loves ham. But on Christmas – uh, we go down the path of a prime rib. Now, we obviously have our green chili and our red chili and mashed potatoes, all those other things. But my wife is an amazing cook. I mean, my wife's amazing at everything she does. But she's an amazing cook. And so we have a we have a infrared fryer that we'll use outside, and we do that for Thanksgiving with the turkey, and we'll throw the prime rib in there for Christmas. But the rest of the stuff, uh, I'm, I mean, I'm just I'm a, I'm a spoiled man, I can tell you that. And so we have a great feast on Christmas. We talked a lot about players. We talked a lot about off the field. Let's talk about leadership within your organization or within the team. Uh, all the coaching staff going to remain the same. You guys reevaluating some stuff. Do you have any plans to to move differently with the individual you've had leading the young athletes you've had? You know what? I'm I'm big on continuity. Um, I think when you're trying to build something, if the kids are getting a familiar message and a familiar voice. Uh, I think that's helped and beneficial, especially when you're trying to build a program for the longevity. Uh, I did make a change in our strength program because I don't think where we need to be in the weight room. Um, and I think that has a great demeanor on your whole team. So I did make a change there because I think we need to be better there. But on the field coaches, um, I am not making a change as of right now. Now, I, I'm hoping that our coaches, uh, I mean, all the position coaches want to be coordinators and coordinators want to be head coach. And so, if they get opportunities, then so be it. That means you're doing the right thing. If we don't get opportunities, we're going to go forward with the same guys. Uh, offensively, obviously, we need to stay healthy at quarterback. Um, the triple option stuff we did at the end of the year, I think, is really hard to defend. But I've said it numerous times, you can't be a triple option team and not throw the ball and win championships. So we're going to have to develop a drop-back passing game to be able to throw the ball against people. Um, that stuff will be all construed during spring ball. And then we need to get in the weight room and get bigger and stronger. So we're going forward with the same group we have right now. And we'll be a better football team in 22. And we'll be competing for a bowl game and championships in 23 and 24. So a few of your student athletes uh, were mentioned as uh, all-conference honorable mention players. What does it feel like being a coach of these guys getting this these accolades? And what do you guys have to do as a coaching staff to make sure – we get first and second teamers next year. Well, obviously, we need to be bigger and stronger. We need to win more games to get more postseason accolades. Um, I think the future of our program is very bright if you look at the ones that are coming back and where we stand. Uh, our freshmen in this league, Luke Wysong, Aaron Dumas, Ronald Wilson, Tavian Combs, uh, those guys – were the leading 
freshmen in our conference. We are freshmen, four, four freshmen, led every statistical category. Luke Weissong among freshmen, among the top 50 in our conference. He was the only freshman among the top 50, and he was in the top 10 in most categories, whether it was receiving all purpose yards for game, punt returns, kick returns. Um, Aaron Dumas was the leading rusher for freshmen coming back. Um, Ronald Wilson was the leading interceptor for freshmen coming back. He was also in the top three in tackles for freshmen coming back. Tavian Combs was the top freshman for tackles coming back. So a lot of our young talent who is playing probably before they're ready or should be playing is getting a lot of valuable experience, and that speaks volumes. And then we had seven true freshmen starting on our punt return team, and our punt return team finished eighth in the country, the eighth best punt return team in the entire country. So we have a bunch of kids that we really have confident are going to be good players and only get better as they get bigger and stronger in the weight room. And as we win more games, there'll be more postseason accolades to come. Coach, I got a question here from the texter, and I think it's relevant. So the texter asks, uh, name, image, likeness. And I know UNM was exploring some possibilities of co-branded opportunities, and I, there's been a year now where this kind of gets settled around and, and all, not just football, but all the, all the athletics. Um, do you guys have, like, an implication of it? Do you have a way that you introduce it to the athlete? And is there, like, a strong understanding between the student athlete and the university on what they can and cannot do? No, we've done some education seminars on what they can and cannot do. The crazy part with all this NIL stuff right now is the NCAA really didn't lay down a big, this is what you can do, this is what you can't do. It's more of, can we do this? Well, kind of, I guess. Go ahead. So there's a lot of iffy guidelines when it comes to the NIL. Um, we do have some stuff. I mean, our basketball team has a couple guys that have some things going on. Jaden Danisura has a, a car wash deal that has been really big for her and for, I mean, I think it's really cool for our community. Um, we've got a couple of football players through social media and some different things that have, have come about. But we're always looking, and if anybody that's listening right now is interested and wants to sponsor some of our kids, come on, give me a call and, and jump on board. But I think you'll see some stuff over the next, oh, six to 12 months that there's some people wanting to get involved with our student-athletes and I think it's a great thing for our community. I think it's a great thing for our student-athletes. And as we go down this path, I think it will only make us better and better. And since they provided that within the rules, we're going to take advantage of it the best we can. What, what do you need from two broke middle-aged radio show hosts? Yeah, what can we do? How do we help? <laughs> I think I, I, we got like 60, 70 bucks on us a piece. Will that yeah. help? Like get us a blue chip? You know what? That, that, anything helps. And I'm not afraid <laughs> to ask everybody for anything. But I'll tell you what you guys do have. And what I appreciate is you have a loud voice on the afternoon on a great radio station that a lot of passionate local fans listen to. And I know there's a lot of people out there that get frustrated with a three and nine season, which tell, I can promise you this, there's no one out there more frustrated than me and our players and our coaches, but we're going the right direction. I can promise you that. And at any point that I don't think we're going the right direction, I'm going to go in a different direction myself because I love this place enough that it's important to me. We're going to win a championship around here. I promise you that we're going to win a championship around here. We came close before. We're going to get it done, and we have the right plan. I just ask that since you guys have this great show, continue to keep the faith, continue with our listeners to keep the faith, and, and you guys will help us tremendously, and I appreciate you for that.
I mean, I will find the appropriate bowling alley for Aaron Dumas to get, like, the good bowling ball nickname. Like, I will create that. I will find that. That seems doable. You're thinking of Bobby Cole. Well, he's a senior. You're, you're getting so it. So it would be tough. That's the Coling ball. Ah, but uh, yeah. Phil, senior. Okay. Senior. So Bobby Cole is one of the ones that's coming back, though. Okay, so you'll get there, to there you Bobby go. Cole for right, one boom. more year. Bowling alley. I ca- I'm calling it. I'm going to go find it. That's what. That's how I'm helping the team. Coach. It'll help. Do it. Coach, thank you so very much for your time this evening. Did we miss anything? Anything you want to make sure you hit on before we have you back on? I don't know. I assume next week. You know how we are. You know what? I'm I'm here for you guys whenever you need me. Uh, let's fill up the pit on Monday night for Coach Patino and our basketball team. What a big win it was for them. Let's continue to support our women's basketball team. We've got a lot of great programs around here. And you know what else we have? We have an unbelievable AD who every time you hear a big job open up, Eddie Nunez's name is going to pop up because, one, he's deserving of those opportunities. Two, we need to hang on to him as long as we can because the foundation that he's laid for our community and our school to be successful, uh, there's so much work that he does behind the scenes that nobody even knows. And so we're very fortunate and lucky to have him. Uh, We need to keep him around here as long as we got. It's going to be a matter of time before he gets plucked because he does such an amazing job. So I just want everybody to know how appreciative they need to be of Eddie Nunez. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for all you do for us. And go Lobos. See you Monday night, Coach. We will see you. uh, Shoot, we'll see you on Monday night. Uh, Friday, we have our banquet on December 11th. There's a lot of wonderful things coming up. Uh, Women's basketball on Friday night. We'll be there. Actually, my sorry, now you're going to cut me off. I'm going to get Vital mad because he's probably trying to go to break. (laughs) My daughter and the UNM Lobo cheerleaders, the junior Lobo cheerleaders, they are going to be um, performing Friday night for the women's basketball game. We will have all 13 of those recruits at the women's basketball game oh, cool. so we can help show the atmosphere so those kids want to come and be Lobos. Uh, it's against New Mexico State also. So let, anytime we get a chance to beat those guys from down south, I take every opportunity. So we'll be there cheering them on. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Mike, for not cutting me off. Go Lobos. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you. What a good dude. That's a lot of fun. Silva Lanes, I think, would be perfect. Silva Lanes. Silva Lanes is sure. the one. For sure. You get, you get Bobby Cole out there doing a little karaoke. All right, who actually goes to a bowling alley to bowl? Not a lot of okay, people. Okay, today's varsity. Well, they're there during the day for the league. Today's varsity is the varsity of things you do at a bowling alley that's not bowling. Oh, my okay? goodness. Hey, get your finger on this button, Vital. You're going to do some bleeping. <laughs> I know we got to grab a break. Also, this just in from the texter. Bob Nightingale will be joining us tomorrow to talk Major League Baseball oh, he's lockout. All right. That came during the Danny Gonzalez interview, but I didn't want to interrupt. Dave Busters presents Two Men On Live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico, 95.9 FM, AM 610. D. Back on the program. Thank you to Coach Danny Gonzalez. Isn't he just the best? He's very kind to us. Nothing against all of our other great interviews, but he's like always my favorite interview. I'm going to – can I like go like inside baseball here for the friend of the show? Sure. It's because he knows you're weird and he's cool with it. And a lot of people don't know you're weird. They just think you're like a radio guy. <laughs> But like you're no, 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 I'm legit weird. You're legit out there, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's for real. He yeah. likes bowling alleys. I was me and Coach Gonzalez one time where it was one of those coaches shows or whatever. So we're just we're cutting it up afterwards, and he's like Van, right? I'm like, yeah. 
<laughs> He's weird. <laughs> That's, yeah, it's, no, no, I get it. I like that energy. Yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> uh, well, he's, we're at the coach's show. Where's Van? And he's like, well, he's doing hot yoga in an abandoned yeah. Catholic church in Taos. Right. Yeah. He, he's like, you know how the archdiocese is in all the money problems? He's out there buying up real estate. <laughs> and Coach is like, what? He's like, he does what? He's like, yeah, okay, it makes some sense. I, I explain to you to people. I'm like, no, he like he uses military time. He's never been in the military. It's true. And they're like, why? I'm like, he's a weird dude. Just There's 24 hours in a day, Fred. There's not two sections of 12 hours. There's 24 hours in a day. See, I don't, we're not going there's down. There's also 13 months yeah, in uh, a year. Yes, and there's 13 four-week months in a year. Damn it. <laughs> We'll take this whole segment off. Speaking of, we only got three minutes because we went long with Coach Scott. Who, okay, you say 24-7, 365. Nobody says 12 twice, <laughs> 7, 365, bro. Hey, how much you hustling? 12 twice, 7, 365. I can't believe at 39. 24 hours a day. <laughs> you were 39 years old. And I'm about to explain to you AM and PM. Like, are you joking me right now? Like, there's an absolute difference in this dynamic. I don't know what the A or the M or the P or the M stand for, uh-huh. but I know that one of them is post-midnight or something. It's not what it means either. <laughs> also, miss me with analog clocks. Like, we are past that point in life. Digital or GTFO? Right. Yeah. Like, if you... Unless they're solar, because we're going to need solar clocks. After the arm, like the one with the little stick in the middle. No, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I know what you're talking about, but I mean like old school two hand clocks, like from elementary school. Yeah, we're gonna need those, but but they gotta have like a a solar panel to keep them running. The other day, I'm over at the sundial because there's gonna you know the electric grid's gonna go down in the apocalypse. You know, like we're gonna know what time it is. The other day, I'm over at the the girlfriend's house, and she's got one of those grandfather clocks. Uh-huh. So, and it's like, I don't know, two minutes off. It's like two minutes off. does not matter. You talk to me about this. I'm like, don't, don't, first of all, don't budget your life to every two <laughs> minutes, but that's not the point of this conversation. And she's like, she's like, Hey, can you know, you got to pull the weight down in a grandfather clock. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The pendulum. Bl- and you know what? A lot of the friends show, they don't know. They don't no know. One, grandfather how would no one know that? But I know this. And I'm like, I'm like, listen, babe, you should just go with, you know, it's two minutes off because for me to pull this thing perfectly, to slow the pit, to swing, I'm like, there's no point. Also, you wear an eye watch. Just go with the Isn't eye watch. Isn't that nitpicky, though? Yeah. I, oh, I, I heard. Welcome I, to my life. I heard her HOA tried to get rid of that clock, Vital. <laughs> but it got grandfathered in. Okay. Uh, All right. I'll, I'll just, I'll take the rest of this one off. That's, you're just, you're not great right now. <laughs> Uh, also taking off at least two weeks is Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown today suspended by the NFL from Eesh. playing football for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Really anyone, I guess. I don't know why I said it that way. Because he misrepresented his vaccination status under the league's COVID-19 protocols. That's a quote. The quote is, misrepresented their vaccination status under the league's COVID-19 protocols. Uh, they, in this instance, is some other Tampa Bay players I've never heard of. So, my thing is, Aaron Rodgers misrepresented his vaccination status. What's the deal here, Van? How come Aaron Rodgers isn't getting kicked out of the league for two games? Okay, misrepresenting your COVID status. That's what this says. And committing a crime are two different things. Using a fake vaccination card is a felony. 
It is a federal felony. Saying immunized instead of vaccinated is deceitful. It is a jerk move. It is not a crime. Well, Antonio Brown is a jerk. Duh. Okay. There's no alleged here. I'm on the record. Mm-hmm. As soft as Aaron Rodgers is, is how of a jerk Antonio Brown is. Accurate. Yes. Mm-hmm. So also Antonio Brown has allegedly been out with some sort of injury or sure something. Sure he has. Tampa Bay just held him back knowing that he is about to be suspended, and it took too long. That's why he was injured for six weeks in a row when he wasn't ever injured because Tampa Bay is just waiting for this information to come out knowing he's going to get suspended. Mr. Brown wrapped up, uh, wrapped this up promptly and will make the most of his time by treating his ankle injury, Brown's lawyer said. He ain't got no injury. He's got zero injury. He doesn't want to play anymore anyhow. Injury no. to his ego. Hey, but you know what he just did? He just did it. He became like the sports figurehead of Fox. Like he's the Fox News guy now. When like moving forward, when Fox News is like, here's an NFL story, we need to go to a pundit on an opinion. It'll be Antonio Brown. Yeah, because Super Soft Aaron Rodgers won't do it. Breitbart Sports. Yep. Field correspondent Antonio Brown. And he'll be like, he'll be like, well, you guys know. Uh, in the day, I had to lie to even be able to play in the NFL. And you did not have to lie. You had to follow the rules. I'm a hero from your government oppression. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's crazy to me how a news outlet can love or hate the government every four years. You give me your opinion on vaccinations, and I can give you your opinion on like five or six different topics that are in no way related to each other whatsoever. That is correct. But I know your exact opinion because mm-hmm. you told me your vaccination opinion. Hey, how, no- are, how are gas prices right now? Yeah. I can tell you your vaccination status by your answer. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, uh, how about student loan debt repayal? I can tell you your vaccination status. Based on, you want to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse? You, I could keep going. Yeah, sure. You're a vac sniffer. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Because here's the thing, friend of the show, and you talk to your friends about this. None of your friends actually have an opinion. They have what they regurgitate from the thing they listen to. And if that thing is a certain news outlet that every four years changes their opinion on if the country is good or the worst place to ever live. And by certain news outlet, you mean all of them? From the texter, Antonio Brown is a straight, I can't say this word on radio, and so is Aaron Rodgers. Uh, The texter is absolutely correct. Sure. Dave and Busters presents Two Men On. We are live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Opinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9 Sports. And we start our day at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. D Sports. Back on the program. First hour and a half has flown. Only a half an hour left. Today's varsity is the varsity of things you do at the bowling alley that isn't bowling. Drink. Weird going. That that will make the list. Yes. Yes, it will. It's a weird varsity. Absolutely. Go to the bowling alley bar and never enter the bowling alley. Just hang out at the bar. That's one of them. Thanks for jumping the gun as usual, Vital. Sorry about that, guys. There's going to be a (laughs) lot of them. That's what I do at a bowling alley. We know. Okay. Here's the story. Carlisle is in... Iowa. So Iowa, are you guys familiar with Iowa, by the way? Yeah. Oh, you shouldn't be. 
So, yeah, yeah, like okay. uh, you know, corn or whatever. Here's the only thing you should know about Iowa. Okay, no wheat. Iowa's wheat. Nebraska's corn. Iowa's wheat. Is that no, correct? I, no, it's the other way around. Why? Well, they're, they're they're both corn. They're both corn. They're both yeah, corn. Big time. Yeah. Oh, okay. But wheat also is more Minnesota. Do you, I and you're kind of making me low key a little mad right now. Like I'm not trying to overreact to what you just said, but I didn't know Iowa's biggest agricultural export. That I, angers you. So <laughs> you're saying in this moment, you've never seen Field of Dreams. Is that what you're saying to me? Because do they hit it into a wheat field or do they hit it into a corn field? And would you like to see your way out? Okay. Just because Field of Dreams is in a cornfield yes. doesn't mean that they don't produce more wheat every year. <laughs> Where is Field of Dreams at? The Field of Dreams. It's in Iowa. Oh, okay. Okay. Which also, according to the movie Field of Dreams, is heaven. So you're saying heaven is just corn. Is that your point? And baseball. Okay. I like one of those things. <laughs> so, so Carlisle, <laughs> which is not a street here in town. No, it's not. Okay. It's in Iowa, and I believe it's in Iowa because I'm, I'm reading this news story from the Des Moines Register. That's a really cool newspaper name, not going to lie. You know if you visit the Des Moines Register office, they have, like, a small museum with, like, old-timey cameras they used to use to, like, develop, like, weird footage and stuff. So Iowa plays Nevada, okay? So Nevada is an actual college. And at the end of the game, which, by the way, Nevada boys basketball team, big win, 72-47, over Carlisle. Carlisle is uh, winless on the season. Uh, as you will learn, they're a bunch of losers. Nevada still have that Benedict Arnold as their coach, Vital? Steve Alford, yeah, yeah, yeah Nevada okay. Reno. Yeah. All right, well, Steve Alford is the worst boxing coach ever because no, <laughs> no one's keeping their hands up here. So at the end of the game – and I don't have this kid's name. I can look it up for you. TMZ, I'm sure, will have it. So they're doing the handshake, okay? Okay. So they're doing the handshake. And then this kid, this 17-year-old high school basketball kid. Oh, this is high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought this was college. So there's a Nevada high school in Iowa? Correct. This is confusing. That's Well, I'm trying to make it as simple okay. as possible. You're not, you're not doing a good job. <laughs> that's why you have me confused with the Alford reference? Yes. Go? That's what, okay, now you're confused about Steve Alford. I'm confused. About... Iowa High School Athletic Association. Okay, there so, we go. So, not Nevada. Gotcha. Okay. All right, so this kid, anyways, at the end, and he's just a kid, so I'm just going to call him the student because I don't want to be like, put his name out Steve there. or whatever. So he... During the like the high five walking high five thing, right? He just sucker punches this kid. Did you see the video? No. Oh, it's really? brutal. So they're walking past each other. There's this like nine second, I don't know what to call it, Snapchat, uh, uh, TikTok. I don't know what this thing is. Yeah. But, anyways, and and you know when you good game, good game, good game, good game, and then, yeah, steals one to the mid and then strikes him in the jaw, and I'm like. I'm like, this is LeGarrette Blunt dirty. This is the dirtiest thing I've ever seen. So this kid is like hecka arrested, class C felony. What is going on here? Good game. Good game. Good game. Good game. Orange jumpsuit. World star, son. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is so dirtbag. 
we talk about a lot on the show. We're like, hey, sports are entertainment. But then there's like some friends of the show out there like, no, sports are life. Sure. Hey, losing by 30 at a high school that no one's ever heard of against a high school that no one's ever heard of that Van recently thought was coached by Steve Alford. Yeah. <laughs> that means nothing in the world. Nothing. Gave him a punch to the midsection and run across the jaw, huh? Yuck. Okay. I don't see anywhere in this story where they talk about what that kid did where he deserved to get punched. He put 30 on him. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know what all Iowa attack is. I don't know what that is. Okay, but listen to this quote. Quote, a lot of pressure on these kids, and it can be from multiple different sources. It can be from themselves. It can be from parents. It can be from coaches, friends, peer pressure, whatever it might be, said Blank Jensen with All Iowa Attack. There's a lot of pressure on these kids. They like to win. They like to do well on all. <clears throat> they like to do well on the opposite side, not lose and not be embarrassed. But you don't take it. You guy. what? Yeah. <laughs> also, if you're pressuring your kids so much in high school athletics that he feels. He has to dirtbag another kid because that's what this is. This is yeah. dirtbagging. Mm-hmm. This is gross. Oh, gosh. I had to Google all Iowa attack. What is that? Because until AAU just now, team? until just now, when that Iowa, Iowan, Iowite? Ionian. Uh, Iowan. I- Iowan. Iowan. Ionian. I don't know. Iowan. Iowaskin. Ah, so all Iowa attack is a basketball training facility. Quote, all Iowa attack has made a positive impact on youth in the state of Iowa and on the national level. In our 15th year of existence, our primary goal is to provide an educational and national level competitive basketball program that focuses on learning, fundamentals, leadership, teamwork, and sportsmanship. Didn't mention boxing whatsoever. Not even in there. No street fighting references in their well, uh, here's mission the, statement. Here's the thing, man. Here at all, all Iowa Attack, what we're trying to do for our student athletes is we're trying to set them up for NIL sponsorships at the next level, and we're really looking to attract yeah. some boxing gyms. Okay, <laughs> we uh, we recently learned that the WWE is incorporated uh, their NIL into into collegiate wrestling, and we think this could be the head start for our guys. Number four. Steve Kirby, <laughs> sponsored by Jackson Wink Gym. Yes. <laughs> and wouldn't you know, driving through the lane is Van Canicio Tape Nunley, and he takes it to the rim for two. This oh, is- and promptly gets punched in the nugget pouch. By Fred Gatorade Slow. Yeah, this is some real Iowan basketball here, boys. Wrestling time. Is this heaven? No, it's dirtbag. Oh, you got a good point there, Vital. Say it again. He's probably an off-season wrestler, right? No, because wrestling and basketball are the same season. Everyone knows that. And in Iowa, <laughs> wrestling is year-round. Okay, well, that's a good point. I should have known that wrestling is year-round. In Iowa. How? How? Okay. Another in excellent 13th, point. Yeah. In a 13-month calendar, it is. It's, that's what I'm saying. You don't play multiple sports in Iowa if you're a wrestler. So you're saying this kid doesn't wrestle? No. Basketball players can't, they're barred from wrestling. No. The only fights this kid have is with his stepdad at home whenever he doesn't win the big game. Oh, <laughs> that's why he took it, it out on that kid. That's you know, he going to yeah. get it. Yeah. He going to go home and he going to get it. And also, like, if you go back and watch the video, like, is this the first kid that he saw? Like, that's like, 
did he high five a kid before, or was this just like the first, like the kid at the front of the line? I'm assuming it's a targeted attack because it's because you got yeah. like 15, 20 Has kids to, to choose from. So it's absolutely just the first kid he comes across. Like this could have been anyone. This this is brutal. I hate this kid, and I hate families that put this kind of pressure on on like high school athletes. This is this is not like a nature thing. This is a nurture thing. Oh, you you don't think he's been listening to the hip hops too much? You think hey. uh, let me get a copy of his Discord chat. <laughs> he's been playing them video games and listening to the hip hops. Only fifteen minutes of the program left and then we turn it over to Thursday night football. We're two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The sports animal. Final 10 of the program. We had a good program today. Thank you to our very good friend, John Traub, who joined us. We had a lot of fun with he talking about the Albuquerque Isotopes and how the Major League Baseball playoff lockout could or could not affect him. He says it won't. There you go. Sweet. Thank you to Jasmine Bouquet, who joined us from Cello Grill and brought us some delicious dinners. That was very kind. Check out the website tomorrow morning, Sports Animal ABQ. And you can get their sweet deal, which is a $50 value for only $25. Stuff those stockings. Thank you to Coach Danny Gonzalez, who joined us. He was talking about recruiting. We will see him Friday night at the Lady Lobos game versus New Mexico State. And then Monday night against the, I guess they're not Lady Lobos Monday night. Were they just regular Lobos? The Lobos as they take on New Mexico State. I like Lady Lobos. Until I'm told not to say it, I'm going to say it. It's, it's got on, a nice, it's got a nice ring to it. And we've had this talk. It's on official branding, so I think it counts. Yeah, yeah. And it's alliterative. It sounds cool. You are a fan of alliteration. Yes, I am. Thank you to friend of the show Tommy for taking the time. Uh, fun thing for not just he, but anyone who's excited about baseball talk. Joining us tomorrow, Bob Nightingale will be joining us at four fifteen tomorrow. So we are very excited about that. And then also, Bob Nightingale writes for USA Today, covers Major League Baseball. So my apologies to the friend of the show who may not know. Also, at roughly 5.30 tomorrow, roughly, Jamal Mashburn Jr. will be joining us. He plays for the Lobos and is a, is a reason that they have been so successful thus far early in the season. Okay, today's varsity. Today's I-9 varsity. Connect with I-9 Sports League Office 280, i9sports.com. Search Albuquerque for their services here in Albuquerque, Rio Rancho, and Edgewood. Connect with them, 505-312-4999 to get your kids started in the fundamentals of sports. The varsity today, which we've explained, is a list of um, qualifying ideas as we relate it to a topic the varsity not the junior varsity and today's varsity is things you do at a bowling alley besides bowling right okay i like this one van are you ready hit me i say you enjoy like the overwhelming smell of marble lights oh so you're they're smoking inside your bowling alley well how is there not i'm and also, all of my bowling alley references are, are from 1992. Yeah, they're solely from nostalgia. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So that's what I'm going with. Um, yeah, walk, uh, holding your breath as you walk in the door is you cannot escape the fume that is Marlboro Light. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, mine are also based in nostalgia, so ours might overlap. Ah, go ahead. Mine is buying novelty condoms in the bathroom. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got the glow-in-the-dark ones. Uh-huh. They got the flavored ones. They got the ones with the bumps on them so they can, like, simulate. Nah, I'm not going there. Yeah, I see what you're doing. Yeah. Buying novelty condoms in the bathroom. I'm a big fan of overpaying for a Jack's pizza that you can get for a dollar from the grocery <laughs> made in a pizza oven on a counter behind the shoe thing where no one washes their hands between the shoes and the pizza thing. So I'm going to go with that, eating a $10 overpriced desktop pizza oven dollar quality pizza. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, thank you. Next on my I-9 varsity of things you do at a bowling alley besides bowling, mine would be playing a lot of Tekken 3. Yeah, smart answer. Yeah, that was my teenage years. A lot of Tekken 3 played at the bowling alley arcade. That's a very one. Very good one. Uh, Mine is creating impromptu games of hopscotch on the fun carpet that is always found inside of a bowling alley where you take the design, be it lines or geometric shapes, and then hop from one to the other single-footedly off the part of the the carpet that you identified as untouchable. Next on my I-9 varsity of things to do at a bowling alley besides bowling also has to do with a bathroom, just like my first answer. Uh Uh-huh. And that is vomiting because you had their nacho (laughs) cheese that's been there since the bowling alley opened. Because you know they've never cleaned that cheese thing out, not even once. They just pour more cheese in it. And sometimes the cheese goes bad. Uh. And you eat the 20-year-old cheese. You get the scoop that's been there since 1984 instead of the scoop that's been there two weeks. I'm a big fan of reenacting certain scenes from The Big Lebowski when I'm at the bowling alley. Shut up, Donnie. Mm. Go ahead. Last on my I-9 varsity of things to do at the bowling alley Uh besides bowl. Sleepovers. Is something that you don't even have to enter the bowling alley to do. Next on my list is buying drugs in the parking lot. Ah, okay. (laughs) That's something I've <laughs> definitely done back in the day at a bowling alley. I thought you were going to talk about whenever you put your the front part of your foot on the parking like uh, brick, and then you do the up-down lifts the whole time while you wait for your younger brother to finally come out, but he keeps playing the claw machine for so long, even though mom told you <laughs> yeah. you had to be home before the lights came on. Right. And if you don't get home before the lights came on, then there's no way you can go to the bowling alley tomorrow night. And while while you're doing the toe, the calf raises, you're yes. definitely chewing on the plastic tip on the edge of your, your hoodie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're 100% chewing yeah. on that. Come on, Alex. Let's go. Come on, man. <laughs> you suck, bro. From the texter playing pool at the bowling alley. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's actually a good one. That's a good one. That's like a legit real answer. Yeah, it's actually a very good one. Yeah. Karaoke is at the bowling alley? That's at every bowling alley, right? I think more people go to bowling alleys for karaoke than bowling. There is a, like, we're very auditory, you and I. We work in a in an industry that's auditory-based. Sure. The sounds of a bowling alley, like, cannot be mistaken for anything else. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And you just mentioned the Big Lebowski. That's how the dude falls asleep, to the sounds of... Bowling balls being smashed. Vital's favorite part, he said during the break, was the jukebox still with only 80s hits. And I get that, Vital. 70s. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all, hey, uh, last one. I know we got to go. You ever, like, gone in the bully alley, like, bathroom, and there's, like a, like, a junior high kid trying a cigarette for the first time? 
and they're like, <laughs> and, you're, and you're like, this is nice. I was there. Aw. Yeah. Aw. Good program today. Thursday Night Football after Thursday Night Football, true to the game with Mike Trujillo. Van, any final words before we go? Oh, my goodness, my friend. Too much for the time allotted. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.